0: I'm going to just kind of go through some of this because, you know, right now I think 18 million Americans are said to be suffering from depression, and there are um, so many false narratives out there that people are believing as science, and that the fact that we now know that depression is not a chemical imbalance in the brain, that it's there's many other causes of it, but. You know, like uh, Einstein says, if you keep doing the same thing and expecting a different result, then you better do something different or you're crazy. So I think that it's really important to understand that the Hippocratic Oath, Hippocrates, the father of modern medicine, always said, first do no harm. So that's the premise, first do no harm. And um, I'm going to go through some of this information. Um, Now, on this article that came out In um, Europe, I'll find the name of it in a second, Uh, a decisive blow to serotonin hypothesis of depression. It says, surveys indicate that 85 to 90% of the public believe low serotonin or a chemical imbalance causes depression. So, wow, what a great campaign. You know, I mentioned before that only uh, 11% of the people in the United States have ever been to a chiropractor and only 5% go regularly. Wow, we haven't done a very good job of teaching people that the body has the power to heal itself. But, um, let's see, among... 237 psychology students interviewed, 46% had heard the chemical imbalance explanation from a physician. The serotonin hypothesis has been challenged repeatedly and found wanting, even as it remains popular and influential. A comprehensive, well-powered, high-quality umbrella review now determines that the theory is, parentheses, not empirically substantiated or quotation, end of quotation, not empirically substantiated. I mean, there's nothing, it's not founded on anything. Now, it also says, almost as soon as it was floated in 1965 by Harvard psychiatrist Joseph Schlidkraft, Sid S-H-S-C-H-I-L-D-K-R-A-U-T, the serotonin hypotheses of depression reduced and simplified by pharma marketing to the chemical imbalance theory of depression and anxiety has been subject to critical research and found wanting. So I believe what that says is ever since 1968, when they put this out, that it was a chemical imbalance, right then it was being challenged as wanting of clinical research. It further says that for the poor standing of hypothesis in the scientific literature, however, barely dented its afterlife in textbooks across clinical and treatment settings. So even though we there was not enough clinical evidence to prove it, it got into the textbooks across clinical and treatment settings and on mental health apps and websites. And then nor has it dispelled the continued use of the phrase sh- shorthand between doctors and patients and the everyday setting, including um, quite a different, a, a, di- a different number of mental states. Okay, so uh, the chemical imbalance metaphor takes root. Revisiting the history of the contraviral Rises several still relevant details. In December 2005, as advertising for SSRIs, selective serotonin reuptake inhibitor, antidepressants, flooded American magazines, talk shows, and network TV. The results of the multi-million dollar campaigns pitched in this case directly to consumers. So the Florida-based professors and research, Lancase and Leo, um, asked pointedly, are these claims made? made in SSRI advertising congruent with scientific evidence? And it looks like, according to this new research, the answer to that is no. So the FDA had had accepted aspirational language that the drug, quotation, helps to restore the brain's Chemical balance, end quote, and quote, bring serotonin levels closer to normal, end quote, even though both claims were and remain scientifically meaningless. There is no such thing as a scientifically established correct balance of serotonin, Lacrace and Leo caution more than a decade ago, joining numerous other experts then and now. Additionally, both aspirational claims rest on the hypotheses that follow-up studies would end up contradicting repeatedly. In short, both the hypotheses and the expensive marketing that pushed it into American living rooms rested on a hedge. You're listening to McCollum Wellness Radio.